Six million Australians will today receive a $250 one-off payment to help with skyrocketing cost of living pressures. The economy is dominating the election campaign today, with the government talking up how it handled the COVID crisis and Labor hitting out at rising inflation. Political reporter Taylor Aiken has the latest from the campaign trail. Good morning. Well, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is in Rockhampton today with the cost of living returning to the forefront of the election campaign this morning. He's meeting with older Australians discussing this rising cost of living and how it's impacting them. You know, the thing about elections is um, it's about a choice. Some of these seniors will be among the six million other Australians who are going to see a jump in their bank balance with payments of $250 starting to flow into the accounts of pensioners, welfare recipients, veterans and concession card holders. The $1.5 billion announcement was central to the government's cost of living package announced during the budget alongside tax offsets and a halving of the fuel excise. $250 by the end of this week, that equates to $1.5 billion of government support. The Prime Minister changing gear and shifting the focus back to the economy after days of criticism over the government's handling of national security. But a new split is emerging in the coalition over climate after National Senator Matt Canavan said there was wiggle room in the government's commitment to net zero and it was a flexible plan, earning him this rebuke from his colleague Michelle Landry alongside the Prime Minister. Yeah. Pull your head in, Matt. Everybody knows that Matt hasn't been supportive of that position. There's no news there. We're in the middle of an election campaign and you've got the government at war with itself over climate change. Labor also prosecuting the case that the government have let inflation and the cost of living rise on their watch, particularly for families. Australians need more than just a one-off payment for one more vote. This bloke is so out of touch you'd need the Hubble telescope to find him. Who has been able to keep inflation lower than all the advanced economies of the world, including here in our own region, countries like New Zealand, countries like Canada. The Prime Minister remains in regional Queensland, blitzing many seats up here. Today is the last day that Labor will be without their leader, with Anthony Albanese set to emerge from isolation tomorrow. In breaking news, Australia's inflation rate has risen 2.1% this quarter. The most significant price rises were for new home purchases, soaring by 5.7%, and petrol with costs increasing by 11%. COVID and the economic crisis that it has caused, 30 times worse than what occurred in the global financial crisis. Cost of living surged to 5.1% last year as the pandemic rocked global supply chains. Let's bring in Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Gemma, good morning. Is this inflation rise in line with market expectations? Good morning, And No, this inflation rise was well ahead of what the market was expecting. For the quarter, the market was expecting 1.7%. It came in at 2.1%. For the year, the market was expecting 4.6%. It came in at 5.1%. So far ahead. And this really matters because we're looking at what the Reserve Bank does with this information and when it decides to raise rates on the back of it. Uh, most of the money was expecting a 
a June rate rise for the first time that interest rates would go up since November 2010. But these really high inflation numbers that have just come through make it more likely that they could be looking at next week for the first rate rise. If we just look at a couple of the, the items that you pulled out, uh, new dwelling construction up by 5.7%. That's actually the largest rise in new dwelling construction costs since 2000. Uh, and also automotive petrol we saw during the last quarter the highest petrol prices on record. So the cost pressures are very real. One other one which is very relevant to people to pull out is grocery prices. Not just, not did just all food prices go up, bread, dairy, meat, vegetables, etc. But also everything you buy in the supermarket that's not food. So your batteries, your household products. So um, certainly inflation all around us right now. Gemma Acton with the latest on the inflation rate. Thank you very much, Gemma. A killer is on the run in Melbourne's west after a man's body was found in a home early this morning. Cassie Zervos reports from Brooklyn. A large part of this suburban street remains a crime scene after a man's body was found inside a home in the early hours of this morning. Seven News understands the victim's housemate made the gruesome discovery and raised the alarm just after 3.30. Emergency crews, including police and paramedics, responded and found the victim unresponsive inside the Primula Avenue home. Crews immediately started CPR, but despite their best efforts, he couldn't be saved. I wouldn't have known unless I was leaving in the morning for prayers. So it was around 3.30, 4 o'clock. There was um, a police car and a police officer speaking to a guy who seemed pretty depressed, sitting in the gutter. Homicide detectives are now leading this investigation with the help of local police who have been going door to door trying to uncover more clues. Forensic officers have also spent hours here at the scene this morning collecting evidence. At this stage, police are still trying to find the killer, but say both parties are known to one another and there's no risk to the community. Thank you, Cassie. A reward for information over the suspicious disappearance of Marion Barter has been increased to half a million dollars. The Gold Coast teacher was last seen at a Queensland bus depot in 1997, ahead of a year-long trip to the UK. Detectives explored a number of leads in Australia and overseas, but the case went cold. Her disappearance is the subject of a popular podcast, The Lady Vanishes, and an inquest is underway in Byron Bay. The vaccination rules have been relaxed for Wimbledon, giving world number one Novak Djokovic the chance to defend his title. It gives Djokovic the green light to return to Grand Slams for the first time since he was banned from the Australian Open. Hugh Whitfield has the latest. The decision means there'll be none of the chaos that surrounded the Serbians' stalled campaign at the Australian Open earlier this year. Both the French Open and Wimbledon have now confirmed being vaccinated against COVID will not be a requirement for entry in the Grand Slams for spectators or competitors. Organisers say they're expecting a normal tournament, at least in terms of COVID, meaning Novak Djokovic is free to play. The requirements set out by government to enter the UK do not include mandatory vaccination and therefore, whilst of course it is encouraged, it will not be a condition of entry to compete at the championships this year. Normal in terms of COVID but not completely normal. The All England club says it had no choice but to ban Russian and Belarusian players after Russia's invasion of Ukraine after guidance from the UK government. It means men's number two Daniel Medvedev is among the players affected. Organisers saying their participation or success at Wimbledon 
could have been used as part of the Kremlin's like propaganda machine. It's the first time such a ban has been put in place since Japanese and German players were excluded in the years following World War II.